0: day and another opportunity to come together, Lord, and to go through your word, to feast upon it, Lord, and to fellowship together in your presence. God, I ask you to use me as a mouthpiece today, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Lord, just give us the spiritual ears that we need to hear your voice in this word today, and the spiritual eyes to see the path, Lord, as you lay it out before us, and give us the godly wisdom that we need to walk in that path. We thank you and we praise you for it, and everybody sit in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. The title to the message today is, Get Ready and Stay Ready. Amen. We're going to the book of Matthew chapter 24 today. I spoke to somebody the other day concerning end time revelations and We've been talking a little bit about it, but but yesterday in prayer the Lord quickened my mind and I began to I began to study as the Lord was giving me insight and some things that the Lord was speaking to me about concerning all this end time prophecy stuff and and so as we go through some of this stuff today I do want to I do want to go through some of this today, but I, I to to bring it fresh into our memories and and keep it fresh on our minds and in the forefront of our mind. But I do not want you to ever lose sight of the most important things, and we'll talk about it here in just a little bit. And God brought that expressly and specifically to my mind in prayer yesterday. That you know, not to get trapped in all this end time stuff going on. Because that's not the most important thing. So we're going to go through here today uh, with uh, beginning here in verse 1, chapter 24 of Matthew. Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for, to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? verily i say unto you there shall not be one and there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down and as he sat upon the mount of olives the disciples came unto him privately saying tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world okay here you go now see let it be understood here today, and I hope you're recording this. Let it be understood here today that we know that there is no pre-trib rapture, pre-tribulation rapture. There is no mid-tribulation rapture. And there is no, I mean, and there will be only a post or at the end of the tribulation rapture. That's when, the, well, rapture, that's when the Lord will return the second time. The word rapture is never used in the Word of God. There will be no rapture. There will be a second coming of Jesus, and He will come and get us, amen, those that are left alive and remain on the earth, amen. We will rise up to meet those that have already gone ahead of us, amen. We will meet them in the air, and then the Lord will come to the earth. He will not touch, touch down on this earth. He will set His foot on the Mount of Olives when He comes to this earth. And when people start declaring, it, you know, that He's returning, no, that don't, don't fall for that nonsense, because Jesus is going to follow His Word. The Word of God says when He comes back, He's going to set His feet on the Mount of Olives. Amen. We will rise in the air to meet those that have already gone ahead of us, that are coming with Him. He's bringing them with Him. Amen. And we're coming back. We're going to rise up and we're immediately coming down here, being transformed immediately. And we will come down here and and take care of business. Amen. We're going to be forever with Him. Now, okay, so, notice He said, What shall be the sign of thy coming and inclusive and the end of the world? That's all going to happen, like, right quick. The world as we know it. Now... And Jesus answered and said unto him, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, let me ask you a question right here. And we'll be looking at it in detail further here in just a little while. But let me ask you a question. Why do people look for a sign? There's three reasons why people look for a sign. Why they ask for the sign from the Lord. Why His people always look for a sign. They want a sign. Why? Number one, so that they can they can declare in their mind that God is real. Number two, that they can declare in their mind that His word is true and last but certainly not least the most important to them is they want to know what time he's coming give me a time what time what day and what hour what day and what hour is it when you're coming what time you showing up so i can wait till 15 minutes before then and get ready so i can live like hell till that minute and then right before you show up I'll clean house. Now, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. All right, so let's take a look. Brother, give me Jeremiah 14 thirteen through sixteen and you know the well the first one on there I think is second Corinthians eleven, isn't that right? Yeah, the ones that I told you I was gonna interject. I yeah, oh yes they are. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, and then there's Jeremiah 14, 13 through 16, and then there's Isaiah 38 through 17. We're going to be coming off of this right here a hundred times between now and the end. Okay. Those, those three, and remember, I just gave you the 2 Corinthians 11, and I told you to add it to those other two, and you said, okay, so you want me to put it before? Okay. Here we go. Now, 2 Corinthians 11, 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Okay, so you need to get a clear understanding. There's many false prophets that have gone out into the world. False preachers, false teachers, false prophets that have gone out into the world today. Many, 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 many. They're called pastors. They are not of God. They are of Lucifer. Though they transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. As I've said many times before, it does not matter what you call yourself. You can call yourself a pastor or a preacher or an apostle or a prophet. You call yourself a rocket scientist too. It don't make you one. It does not matter what you call yourself. What matters is, what does Jesus have to say about it? What does God call you? Amen. So there are many, many, many people out there that have transformed themselves into an apostle of Christ. But Jesus didn't transform them. The Word of God didn't transform them into an apostle of Christ. You only become an apostle when you are called by Jesus and anointed and appointed by Jesus. If you're not anointed for the job, you're not going to be appointed because God is not going to call you and not equip you. He's not going to send you if He's not going to equip you. If you're not equipped of God for the job, you will not be sent by God for that job. God's not going to call you to something and not give you what it takes to get the job done. Now, they transform themselves, even when they go to a place and get themselves a doctorate degree. Even when they go to to these places and these colleges and get themselves a, a doctorate of theology. Let me tell you something, church. Hear me and hear me good today. I heard a, a somebody told me recently where they met this guy that uh, that went to one of these conferences and lo and behold he's got a big old college and all this kind of stuff and 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 I don't care what kind of college this guy's got I don't care who he is I don't care what he's got if he's not preaching exactly what I'm preaching and I can just about guarantee you he's not then it does not matter how many people he's got from how many countries he's got them from and all this other stuff it don't matter. It does not matter, because if Jesus is not the author of it, if Jesus is not the builder of the house, then it will not stand. Now, so they transformed themselves, even if it means going and getting themselves a doctrine of theology. They're still transforming themselves. One just like them is the one that declared them. A a, a doctor of theology. Alright, next one, brother. Jeremiah. Alright, listen to this. This is back in Jeremiah. It says, Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say unto them, Ye shall not see the sword, neither shall ye have famine, but I will give you assured peace. In this place, how many churches, brother? Quick, are talking that same garbage right this minute? Right this minute, they're trying to hurry up and get through so they can get to Shoney's on time. They got to go to Cracker Barrel here in a little while and meet meet up with their cohorts. They got to make sure they get to the chicken place. They got to make sure they get to the lunch place, and they're going to try to rush through it. But the first thing they got to do is they got to they got to bribe all that money out of them people's hands and into the buckets. Amen. As they have the buckets passed through. Uh, so, he, he said, listen, this is, what, this is what Jeremiah said. He said, Lord, he said the prophets, he said they prophesy and, and tell them that there ain't going to be no problems. Don't change the s- screen for me, brother. Now, ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say unto them, You shall not see sword. How many prophets or how many of these preachers out there today are saying that same thing right now? Well, my goodness, now, Sister Mary now you know that old pastor of yours kind of mean sometimes. He's a little mean fellow. I don't believe I'd put up with all that because you know what I mean. You're not you just too you just as pure as the driven snow. My goodness, and you just deserve better. You deserve a break today, amen. So you know, and brother Quick, you shouldn't put up with that mean pastor and that mean old guy. Wouldn't put up with that guy. Wouldn't put up with him. I would just knock him in the head or kill him, just shoot him dead, because you deserve better than that. Because we all that you know. I mean, there ain't gonna be no, there ain't gonna be no sword. You're not gonna see a sword. What, a sword in the house of God? No weapons are allowed in the house of God. What are you doing? My goodness, you ain't gonna see no sword. Oh, neither shall you have any famine. Don't worry about it. Man, it's all going smooth. No famine, but I will give you assured peace. Why? Because Jesus came to bring peace. We know that Jesus brought peace to His people. Brother Edward, Jesus didn't come but for to bring peace to His people and make everybody just happy, 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 happy. He's going to bring assured peace in this place. But then Jesus, the Bible says, Then the Lord said unto me, (laughs) The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not. You need to get a clear understanding of something today, buddy. I don't care how you see it. I don't care how you slice it. All that matters is what my daddy has to say about it. And if it's not good for my daddy, it ain't good for me. If you're not for him, you are against me too, buddy. If you're the enemy of my God, you are my enemy. And I'm not here to mince words with somebody either. I tell you straight up, buddy. Any enemy of my God is my enemy. The Bible said, He said, the Lord said, I sent them not, but they came in the were in the name of the Lord. How many preachers are standing in the pulpit today in their thousand dollar suits or five thousand dollar suits and their Learjet's parked in the driveway out there and their fancy three hundred thousand dollar cars that they buying their wives and all that garbage? That ain't a God. You can't tell me that's a God. The real apostles walked. Huh. He said, I sent them not. Neither have I commanded them. Neither spake unto them. He said, I ain't never even talked to them people. Yet they all say, Jesus said to me, the Lord said, God said, why the Lord sent me. Why, the Lord told me I'm thinking to go do something. And I just stopped the Lord right there. said, no, you ain't God. I'm going to take care of that. You just sit over there and be God. I'll tell you when you're going to do something. Who's that nut scumbag punk that said that? Jesse the Plantist? I tell him straight to his face he's a scumbag. Lying scum. that would dare say he stopped the wrath of God from somebody. said, no, no, God, I'll take care of it. Neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught and the deceit of their heart. See, Satan comes to them and says... Hi, it's me, Jesus. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. this is how you need to go about doing it. But let me tell you something. The Bible tells us and warns us. How many times? The Bible tells us and warns us. Try the spirits. See if they'd be a god. There's a lot of people in the land hearing voices today, but I can tell you of an assurity, very, very few in this world are left that can hear the voice of God, that can hear the real heartbeat of God, buddy. What's the heartbeat of God? It's the mind of Christ. This is the heart, and this is the beat of God right here. The Word that's in your hand, the Word that's in your lap today, the King James Version Bible, that is an anointed, inspired Word of the Holy Ghost. That's the heartbeat of God. Right there! That's it! Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. He said, Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that prophesy in my name, And I sent them not yet. They say, sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine shall those prophets be consumed. And the people, here we go, listen carefully to this. And the people to whom they prophesy shall be cast out into the streets of Jerusalem. Hear me today, church. It's not only the prophets and the preachers and the pastors and the evangelists that are going forth throughout all the world declaring their coming in the name of the Lord with this sweet, smooth message like Tim Clement and all these lying, thieving scumbags that declare they're of God. Tim Cle- What's his name? Kim Clement? That man's met his Maker already. The filth that came out of his mouth was not Bible, and if it ain't Bible, it is not of my king. He will never speak against that word, ever. The Bible says, try the spirits and see if they be of God. How do you try the spirits, church? You try it by the word. That's what we have to go on. And if what you tell me don't line up with that word, what you tell me ain't worth worth coming out of your mouth. Now, the Bible says... And the people to whom they prophesied shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. Now, alright brother, get. I want you to just get it ready. Don't pull it, pull the trigger on the chip, but I want you to take me over to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4. Verse 2, whatever it is, through 2 through 4 or 5, whatever it is. Now, all right, and it says, In the streets of Jerusalem, because of the famine and the sword, and they shall have none to bury them, them, their wives, nor their sons, nor their daughters, for I will pour their wickedness upon them. Praise God. Now, why? My goodness, Sister Camacho. Well, my goodness, Brother Camacho, what in the world? Now, why would God be so mean? To them, people that them lying prophets and preachers was talking to. Come on, brother, hit that Second Timothy. Here's why, right here. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. This is Second Timothy four two. Out of season, uh, uh, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering. The first part's repro- reprove and rebuke, okay, with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time, here it is, right here, here's your answer. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They will not endure churches like this. They will not endure a pulpit like this. They won't endure their feet being stepped on, their 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 their, their fur being pushed the wrong way. They will not endure that sharpness of the Word. There's a reason why God calls it the sword of the Spirit. You better praise God for that sword, because that sword of the Spirit is what's going to keep you out of hell for eternity. That's a fact. Where there is no sword, there's no victory. Period. You need to write that down. Where there is no sword, there is no victory in either direction. Now, all right. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. There's your answer. Why would the people why would the people be destroyed? Why would the people be destroyed and thrown out in the street with their daughters and their sons and everybody had anything to do with them? Why? Because listen, before there's going to be a preacher preaching to you these lies and these false divinations and false prophecy, you're the one that has to come through the door and sit yourself down under them. Amen, let me tell you something. I went to a place when we first come back to Texas here a little uh, several years ago. I went down to a place where I knew this. I went to this man's church when I was a kid. And this man was blazing trails for Jesus at that time. And I sat in there for Sunday school. And the first thing, man, there wasn't a there wasn't a Bible in the building. Not one thing come out of this Sunday school that morning. Not one word come out of their. From the Bible, it was all from these books that somebody, somebody wrote, and it was, and everybody was sitting there praising this writer of this book, this woman writer, and this other, and they were talking about this. and that. listen, let me tell you something. Not one word when the Bible opened anywhere. There was Thirty people in there, not one word. We stayed there about fifteen minutes, and I said, "Let's go." Right in the middle of it, I said, "Let's go." My wife looked over at me. I said, let's go. We got up, walked out. I didn't say nothing to them people. I just walked out. Let me tell you something, buddy. When there ain't no Jesus in the house, I ain't staying. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how many feelings it hurts. I've known that man my whole life. My parents know that man. My parents went to that church. Amen. For years. And that was enough for me come to find out. That was the place where they, that was the church that they got up on the stage and the Wife of the pastor cut her hair off, dropped it in the floor to defy the word of God. Trying to make a statement. I got no qualms with anybody. I love you. But buddy, I'll walk out on you in a heartbeat. The second you turn your mind off my God and walk away, you're done with me. I ain't gonna mention no words about it. I'm a soldier. You may kill me, but I'm gonna tell you something you gonna kill me with my sword in my hand, that's a fact. I don't care if you kill me. I don't care what you do to me. But you're going to have, I'm going to have a sword in my hand when you do it. Amen. Praise God. So, they heap to themselves, teachers having itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Why? Why are they being turned unto fables? Because they're the ones that allow themselves to be put in that predicament. They allow themselves to be put in that situation. If you don't want to catch on fire, quit playing with it! If you don't want hell, quit flirting with it! Now, Okay, brother. Let's go back to the. Uh, let's go to the next one. Isaiah. Isaiah thirty. Amen. Listen to what he said. This is a big issue here. <laughs> this was a big issue all the way through, all the way through. This has always been an issue. It's not something new. There's no new thing under the sun. This has been happening since the beginning. Everybody wants to explain away the dictator. Everybody wants to explain away the disciplinarian. Everybody wants to take away the strictness and sharpness of the Word. They want the Word to be custom-tailored to their agenda. That's what they're looking for. And they will pay big money for it. They'll pay big money for it. Dear God, if I was that kind of preacher, man, I could send some salesmen out there like Brother Edward and Brother Quick and some of these guys that could... Steal something from you, sell it back to you twice the price. Amen. I mean, some real salesman go out there and say, "Dear God, I don't care what you've done, man. You're gonna love this guy. You just bring your money. Come on, this guy right here is gonna put you in heaven. He's an inside man. This guy, I mean, he has he has lunch every day with Jesus in heaven. I mean, yeah. You just need to come on, bring your money, and if price is right, he'll hook you and your whole family up, even them heathen kids you got." That's right. And you can bring your little chippy girlfriend too. He'll get her in too. You just have to bring more money. (laughs) There's people out there like that. That's how they think. Listen to what he said over here in the book of Isaiah. Now go, write it before them in a table, (laughs) and note it in a book. That it may be for the time to come. Okay, now grab this. That it's going to be for a time to come. How long? Forever and ever. Okay, let's listen to what he said. That this is a rebellious people. My goodness, now does that sound sweet and cushy, cushy, smoochy, smoochy, huggy, huggy, pet, pet, kissy, kissy? No, that this is a rebellious people. Lying children. Children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Which say to the seers, here's the people dictating to the prophets. They're talking to the prophets and say, you work for us now. We're the one who pays you. So stop that. Stop it right now. They say to the seers, see not. And to the prophets, Prophesy not unto us right things. I don't want to hear it. I don't believe you have to do all that. I don't want to hear it. Speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceit, because that's what we want. We're not after all that harsh, mean stuff. No, I don't like it, mean stuff. What you need to do is tell me everything's all right. I'll buy you another car. I'll build you a bigger house. Only tell me I'm all right. Tell me I'm all right. Tell me I'm saved. Tell me I'm saved. Even on your deathbed. I don't care if you're dying and you're about to meet your maker. I'm not going to try to comfort you if you're not ready for Jesus. I'm going to scare the devil out of you. I'm going to scare the hell out of you before you meet your Maker. And we're going to have an old-fashioned Holy Ghost to devil-stomp and break through. Praise God, before you cross over. Hallelujah. If I'm there when you leave, I'm going to make certain you're ready. And if you're not, buddy, I'm going to do everything I can to get you there before you transform. Hallelujah. I hope y'all don't mind I'm preaching today. Praise God, but I come here to talk about Jesus. Amen. See not prophesy, pro- uh, uh, prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Get you, get you out of the way. Get that normal you out of the way, cause I, we're tired of that normal you. You too mean. Why, you won't let me do what I want to do, and I ain't having it. Turn aside out of the path. In other words, man, why you got to be Mr. Goody-Two-Shoes? What you got to do walking in your little ivory tower, walking in your little straight path, look at you. Walking in your little straight path, slip over to the right, man. Slip over to the left a little bit. Live a little, man. Come on, live a little. Give a brother a break. You ain't going to be singing that tune when you hit hell, buddy. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate them people that put you there. But it's really not them that put you there. It's you that put you there. But you're going to hate them anyway because somebody's got to find a reason. Somebody's got to find something. Even then, they're not going to own it. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. You see that? Listen to what the Lord has to say. They say, Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because ye despise this word. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because ye despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and stay their own. (laughs) Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall. I talk about this a lot. This is the Scripture I talk about a lot right here. Swelling out in a high wall whose breaking cometh suddenly in an instant. Church, I want you to get a clear understanding this is where we're at right now. This is it. This is where America, this treacherous America, is right now. And He shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces, he shall not spare, so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a sherd to take fire from the heart or to take water withal out of the pit. When God gets through with America, there ain't going to be nothing left of this dung heap. Nothing. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved, In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, And ye would not. The Lord tried. It ain't because the Lord didn't try. He tried to convince His people to turn. He tried... Brother, there's been a lot of people, brothers and sisters, there's been a lot of people coming to this church right here, and God tried. He tried to get them to turn. He tried to tell them that only in returning, only in returning would they be saved. Only in rest and quietness and in confidence shall be their strength. But they would not. They didn't want it. They left. But ye said, No! For we will flee upon horses, therefore ye sh- shall ye flee. And we will ride upon the swift, therefore shall they that pursue you be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. At the rebuke of five shall ye flee. Till ye be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain and as an ensign on a hill. You see that? This is what happens from those that want a smooth word. This is what's going to happen to those that want a smooth word from God. Because there's no smooth word in that book. Let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. Now, I don't know about you men, but I do, I mean, ladies, I do know about you men. Because I'm one of them. When you shave, do you like to use a dull razor? Anybody like pulling them out by the roots? Where the razor is just sharp enough to grab hold of them, not turn it loose. And then when you go across there, it just snatches them out by the roots. Huh? How many of you love that? If you raised your hand, you got more issues to deal with than I thought. <laughs> you're an Israelite, aren't you? You're, you're an Israelite? stiff neck married to a redneck. How's that work? Now... But let me ask you a question. How many of you like a brand new razor? I mean sharp, sharp, sharp. Well, you know what the deal is? You barely even feel it because it's so sharp. But once you shave those whiskers off, once you shave all that stubble off of there... It doesn't cut you the next time because it's nice and smooth. And the only time it's going to do any cutting is if there's something that needs to be cut. Otherwise, it just glides over where it just took everything off and needs to be took off. How sharp do you want your sword? Because the sword has to first cut us before it's there to cut anybody else. The sword is sharp to cut me. Amen. I want a sharp sword. Praise God, because I don't want nothing to be left behind, and I want it to be cut clean off and removed away from me. Amen? All right, now. Okay, brother, go back to my text here. Uh, Yes. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Verse six, twenty four six. We're not there yet, right? First, so come up, okay. Okay, for many shall come in my name. Verse five. Let's go back to verse five. For many shall our base text. For many shall come in my name, saying, "I am Christ," and shall deceive many. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily that somebody's going to come and say, Hi, I'm Jesus. But what they're going to do is they're going to come and say, Oh, the Jesus that I'm talking about, this is the real Jesus. The Jesus that I'm preaching, He's the real Jesus. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say the word they're declaring is a word from the Lord. They're going to say, I am of God. I am of Christ. Jesus sent me to tell you today. How many times you heard a preacher say that? Jesus sent me today to tell you, you're saved. Here's another one that you hear from somebody that's not too far from where we're at today. Why, we believe that if you said this simple prayer, my, you're saved and you're on your way to heaven. You're going to heaven. You're ready to meet Jesus today. And all you said was a repeat after me. They may as well said, skippity doo da day. Howdy dooty. Whoopty doo. Yippee yay Now, we believe if you just said that, you're dumber than a bag. I mean, you're saved and you're ready. Did you put your money in the bucket? Oh, yes, you're saved. Oh, my goodness. You're saved 14 times. You're saved for the rest of your life. You can live like you want to live from now on. Just keep that money coming. Huh. How in the world that Satan has deceived so many so quickly. And they love it so. Jesus said, and my people love it so. They like it like that. Many shall come in my name. All of them come in his name. All of them comes to Jesus sent me to tell you today, brother, you're good. Go on do what you want, man. You've done that. You've got enough church now and you man last you for the next hundred and fifty years now. And not only that, but you're gonna live another hundred and fifty years. Just wanna let you know right there. You're good. There you go. Yeah. And y'all are gonna be married for two hundred and fifty years. And since you can't marry in heaven, y'all ain't gonna die for two hundred and fifty years. And <laughs> you Look at Sister Quick like What? 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 I thought you said I was gonna get out of hell. I'm Just kidding, real <laughs> Quick <laughs> Brother. Brother Quick's going into convulsions. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? You'd be amazed at how many people buy into that garbage. Because somebody's got a name. Somebody's famous said it. Oh, it don't matter if there's a Bible says talks all against that kind of stuff. It's a matter of that guy's famous, and he couldn't be famous if it wasn't true. See? Doctor what? Yeah. Yeah, of course he can't be wrong. But it could be the Antichrist, I don't know, (laughs) you know, I don't know. (laughs) Him and his cohorts. Yeah, wow, that guy's a nut. Now, anyway, please don't get me started on that. I've got too much ground to cover. I don't need a stroke between now and time we finish this. Okay, now, okay, moving right along. Okay, so they come saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. You think? How many are deceived today thinking that the preacher is standing in the pulpit teaching them because he's declared how of God he is and because they sound so sweet he must be God? Who was it that told me just the other day? Somebody was talking about there's no way Jesus could be like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was. See, that kind of stuff sticks with me because I can't get that up. But that's the kind of stuff that keeps me from sleeping at night. Yeah, no. I mean, literally. I mean, I can't. I just can't get past it. You know, I just can't get past it. I try to. I, even when I try to do it, I just can't help myself. I mean, the, the, just the news makes me just makes me crazy. I just absolutely lose my mind. I cannot. I cannot watch it. I cannot watch it. No matter how much I I, I, I know the word and all that, I just cannot watch the news. It just makes me. It just sparks something in me that's just rage. It enrages me, and I can't have it. I'm not going to have that in my life. (laughs) Amen. All right. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Listen to what it says right here. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. They gotta to come to pass. That's, got, that's the, the wars and rumors of wars has got to come to pass. It's gotta pass. Okay? But, the end is not yet. Even when the wars and rumors of wars are past, it's still not the end. Okay? So, this, these people can't wrap their mind around that. Well, we can't be here for that because we, we, can't, we can't do that. I mean, I'm not going to go through no war for Jesus. I mean, Jesus would never put me through a war. That's why He came. He came so that we would not have any problems or troubles. And He went to the cross so that we didn't have to suffer. We didn't have to do anything. How in the name of the Lord, how in the world can people have ever bought into that lie from Satan. Satan preached that mess. That's where that garbage came from. And how could anybody in their right mind look at a God that said, I am the Lord. I change not the same yesterday, today, and forever. How can they possibly think that in the New Testament, in the New Covenant... The ones that began this Word, the ones that Jesus came and handpicked and trained themselves, had to die contending for the faith. Contending for the faith. But we're so much better than them, right? I mean, we're more anointed than them, right? Where did they get that? Where did that ever come from? Nothing in the Word says anything of the like. Even about Jesus. Certainly not about the apostles. Paul declared himself. Fight the good fight of faith. The Bible said that we are to endure to the end. And he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. The Bible also said that we are to endure even unto death. Here it says, "But the end is not yet." Okay, so brother, take me over to Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one through whatever it is there. Now we beseech you, brethren, listen listen carefully, here's Paul. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him. He said, we encourage you, or we extremely encourage you, we beseech you, brethren. He, who's he talking to? Talking about the world? No, the, the world's not our brethren. We're not all brethren. That song, that song that says we're all brothers is a lie from hell. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm brothers with those that are called by His name, by Jesus' name, by the name of Jesus. They've been baptized in the name of Jesus. If you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus, you're not my brother, you're not my sister. Amen. Now, even the Lord declared on the cross those that were with Him. He said, Who then is my mother and my brother and my sister? He said, Behold. And he was talking about John, and those next to his mother said, Behold, there's your brother and your mother and your sister. Amen. Those that keep the will of my Father the same as your brother and your mother and your sister. Amen. All right. Now, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him. That's what we're doing. We're gathering people together unto Him. Praise God. Amen. Not for His second coming. We're gathering them together for His coming unto you. Amen. The marriage, which takes place every time we have church. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word. Don't let any spirit well up in you get you all scared and all uh, moved and all moved and bent out of shape, thinking, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, it's uh, oh, it's right on us and all. He said, don't be moved by spirit. Don't let the spirit of anything move you and trouble you, nor by word. Don't let that word trouble you concerning what's happening. Don't let somebody else come to you with a word saying, well, you know, says, where the rapture is going to take place. Don't sweat it. This and that. Don't be troubled by all that kind of stuff. Nor by letter as from us, because he's saying, hey, it ain't going to be from us. Those letters and that kind of stuff that's going to trouble you, that ain't coming from us. As from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Because the day of Christ, he was saying right here, as they're declaring, as they're going to declare in the end time, the day of Christ is at hand, the rapture and all that, because they know. He said, that Christ ain't at hand, it's inside of hand. He said, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except... Everybody say, except. There come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Amen. This is talking about the beast. This is talking about the Antichrist. Okay? Now... So it's not going to happen until that happens. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now you know what withholded, that he might be revealed in his time. Now here, listen carefully to me right now. As I'm going to tell you something that you ain't never thought considered. I'm going to drop a thought in your mind right here. This is not just talking about the temple in Jerusalem. This is talking about the temple of God here even as we speak. The so-called temple. Amen. There are churches everywhere today. Amen. That... That he said, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. What are these preachers doing in these pulpits today? They're exalting Satan as though he were God. But they're calling him God. They're calling him God. And they have Satan sitting in the place... Of God in their churches. They have Satan sitting in the place of God and they're declaring false doctrine. They're declaring false prophecy and all of those things. And Satan, with that false prophecy and all those things, are declaring, he's declaring himself, exalting himself above the Word of God. This is called God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. But the Bible says, He exalted Himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped. So that He, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing Himself that He is God. Remember, remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you of these things? Did not God warn you of false prophets? Did He not warn His disciples of deceivers? And now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time? He said, now you know what withholdeth. He's going to be revealed in his time. You know what? Time's going to reveal it. Time is going to reveal who's preaching the truth who's not. And you talking about a falling away. How much of a falling away have we seen now? Buddy, there's a falling away like none other... How many people have fallen away this year? How many people have fallen away from church this year alone? I'm not talking about these Mickey Mouse churches, which those people was falling away anyway, but look at the Pentecostal churches that have shut down, even the UPC. That have shut down everywhere. They're not even up now. And a bunch of those in those churches, they never went back. Yeah. I mean, in in our churches. In our churches. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. What's he saying the mystery of iniquity? Satan. Satan is the mystery of iniquity. It doth already work. Satan's behind the scenes working right now. He's working in every facet of... Of this life we live in today. He's working in every corner of this life. He's already working. Only he who now letteth will let. So he that allows it, he's going to allow it. Until He that now letteth will allow it he, until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of His coming. How's He going to... What does it mean? The Lord shall consume with the spirit of His mouth. What? That's right. The words that He speaks, they are spirit and they are life. He said He will consume. The Lord shall consume with the spirit of His mouth. He's going to come back and He's going to declare just like He always had. He's always going to use His Word. His Word is the sword. That's what He's going to use. Even Him who's coming is... What? Uh-oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh, huh? wait, 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 wait. His coming is when? This week? Last week? Next week? No, His coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So His coming is not going to be until after the working of Satan with all his power and signs and lying wonders. You see that? Now, uh-oh, wait. Okay, now, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, see, now notice right here, notice with something right here that people blow over. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness. Unrighteousness can be very deceptive, can't it? In them that perish. Not that are perished now, but in them that perish. That means them that perish or will perish. Okay? Why did they perish? Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. What does that mean? See, this is where they get that received nonsense and they think, well, Lord, I receive you. That ain't what it's talking about, folks. They didn't have a love for the truth. you got to love this truth to endure me. you got to love this truth to endure that sword. You have to love this truth to endure that sharpness of that sword. And if you don't love it, you ain't going to make it. You're going to come out. You're not going to make it. It's that simple. And he said those that had not a love for the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them. Why? Because they want it. How many times? Remember, remember when, when they said, We don't want this manna. We ain't liking it. I'm not liking it. I'm telling somebody, I'm calling the Egyptians. Somebody call Egypt. We gotta get something to eat because I ain't liking all this manna. I'm too good for this manna. We want some meat. We want some quail. And God said, You like quail? Did you say you like quail? Did you say you wanted to eat some quail? Huh. Gabriel, call me up about 916 trillion quail and drop them right on that guy's head right there. Until they was four foot deep. A hundred miles in every direction. Up to your neck in quail. And he said, buddy, eat all the quail you want to till it's vomit out your nostrils, till it's coming out your ears. Eat it. And before it was even chewed, they dropped dead. <laughs> before they even chewed it. He said, you want some quail? I'll give you some quail. Oh, you want some quail? It's the same thing he did here. See, this is what happens when you make God mad. He said... Oh, okay, so you don't want truth. Well, here's a new idea. How about now you never will have the truth. I'm going to declare you in hell right now because you don't want me. I'm not going to force myself on you. Are you kidding me? I'm going to make it where you couldn't find me because you're going to start scratching trying to find me. He said, buddy, He said, then will they seek me early. When the when the hammer time comes, oh, woo, buddy! When the rain started coming, can you see the people running for Noah's Ark? Noah, my buddy, my pal, my friend, my good old buddy. You know it's me and you. I was the only a kid when I was making fun of you that hundred years. Just let me have a seat on the bus, man. Come on, give me a seat in the ship door was shut. Noah didn't seal it. God sealed it. Remember, the porter's the one operating the door. And he's that porter. And for this cause, he said, and for that cause, because of that, because you didn't want nothing to do with me? Okay. God shall send them strong delusion. Can you say liberal Democrats... I knew you could. Send you, send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I heard that nut. I ain't kidding you. My wife left. She just took off out of the house. I guess she thought I was about to lose my mind. But I heard that nut say, Well... He don't want these mail-in ballots because they're scared. They know there's no way they can win this election without cheating. And I literally lost my mind. Turn the TV off right now. I just oh, I, man, I couldn't take it. I mean, I just, I, I just lost my mind. Boy, my wife got up and she heard the dogs out the door. They went. The TV was off. Go ahead. Yeah. When God blinds your mind, you're done. It's over. It's over with. When God turns the light off, you ain't never going to find that path. And He will cause them to believe a lie. These people that are preaching it like they believe it, like Nancy Pelosi and all of them, They do believe it. They do believe it. You can't convince them otherwise. They truly believe what they're saying is the truth. They truly believe this stuff because they have been deceived, not by Satan. At this point, they've been deceived by God because they wanted it that way. And God said, okay, have it your way. You got it. Yeah. Now, that they might all That they might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's how they like it. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother, back to the base text. I was telling y'all, this might take a minute. And ye shall hear war of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. We just talked about that in Second Thessalonians 2. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. There's going to be famines and pestilences. You haven't even begun to see the famine yet. Pestilences are all over. Everywhere right now. There's a famine coming to this land. And it's, and he said that declarative. He said, not of food and water, but of the hearing of the Word of God. And that's a fact, but there's a food and water famine coming here too. Yeah. All those? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. on on imagine that imagine that well let me tell you something folks you better hear you better heed the warnings of the word of God because I'm telling you it's coming you're not seeing anything yet but just as the Bible says as, a, as a, it'll rise up in a breach ready to fall and it's going to fall in an instant as a potter breaketh the vessel. How fast does it take for a potter to break his vessel? Yeah. And there ain't going to be a shard left. None to take heat from the fire. In other words, it's not repairable. It's not repairable. See? Nor to lift water from the pit. Not going to be none left to do anything with. It's going to be done. In kingdom against kingdom, there shall be famines and pestilences, earthquakes, in diverse places. Earthquake happened in, yeah, earthquake happened last week in Texas. Yeah, yeah, had one here. There was a 5.1 in Texas as well, wasn't it? Huh? Yeah, right here in Texas, wasn't it? Huh? El Paso, huh? There, right. hmm Yep. Wait till you see the big one that's coming that the Lord talks about in the Word of God. It's going to shake the whole world. I pray that I'm not here at that time. I pray that none of this flock is left here at that time. That we're counted worthy to escape. All these... Are the beginning of sorrows. Huh. All these are the beginning, beginning of sorrows. Now, give me Second Thessalonians one. No. Second uh, Thess. Uh, uh, no Mark thirteen. Mark 13, 6 through 30, 37. There's not even a remote chance we're going to get anywhere close to done on this. But I thought it necessary to kind of go back through this. We need to kind of keep this fresh in our mind and now apply it as we see everything happening around us. Amen? Okay. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. We heard that a while ago. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, this is another, this is another rendition of this. This is, uh, this is Mark's rendition of the same thing we're going through in, in, in uh, uh, Matthew, but I want you to take a look at some of the things here as well. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nations shall rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. there shall be earthquakes and drivers' places, and there shall be famines and pests uh, and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall shall deliver you up to councils. And in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake. Remember what I said before, church. God declared it right here, for a testimony against them. See, not everything is for a testimony for you. Not everything is for you or, you know, or, or for somebody else. But even against them, see? And God, this, this is the God we serve. This is the God we serve. He said that you're going to be brought before rulers and kings. What are they going to do? What are they going to do to you, sister? Quick, They're going to pet on you while... Tell you how great you are, how they like your dress, and all that. Is that what they're going to do? What do you think they're going to do? The Bible tells us here in a little bit, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. What kind of God would allow His people to come and be killed just for a testimony against the other people? See, God don't think of death. As people do. Death is... It is what it is. Just part of it. See? God said, no. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You're going to have to keep... You're going to have to do the same thing I did. You're going to have to keep the faith even under death. If you're still here, you're going to have to keep the faith even under death. And He said... And it's for a testimony against them. Of course, it's for testimony for you. But it didn't even mention that part of it. Notice that? Okay. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. Let me assure you, it has been. It has been published among all nations. The Word of God has gone through every nation in the entire world. Period. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought before Him what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. You ain't going to have any idea what it is you're going to be saying. But God's got something to say to him. He's going to send some of us to do it. Or some of his people to do it. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death. And the father the son to death. And the children shall rise up against their parents. And shall cause them to be put to death. Gonna get rough, folks. What would a person do to save their own life? And ye shall be hated of all men. Why? For his name, for my name's sake. Who's gonna be hated then? It's gonna be the people that are called by the name of Jesus, not Christ. By the name of Jesus. Those that are baptized in His name. Because remember, it's the devil coming after us. It's the devil coming after God's people. It ain't, it ain't the world. He's not. The word Christian means nothing to Satan. Those that bear the name, that's who he's coming for. Because he can see that. Satan knows what spirit you are. Because he sees in the spirit world. He is the spirit world. But he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. This is over in the book of Daniel. Give me those two scriptures in Daniel, brother. And we're going to come back to this. Yeah, is that the first one? And I heard the man clothed in white linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth. Forever that it shall be for a time, times and in half, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all the all these things shall be finished. Yeah, that's not the particular one. A time, times and a half is three and a half years. A time is one year, times is two, and in half is, is six months. Okay, so we're going to look at this here in just a minute. Well, it's still part of the Scriptures that we're going to be going through, but not... Not right there in this particular moment, and after three score and two weeks, this is a, this is another place here. Anyway, okay, so let's go back. We'll get back to this. Let's go back to the. Uh, mark, yes. Okay, but when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing where it ought not, this is going to be the this is going to be the temple in Jerusalem. Standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Then let him, let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. And let him that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house. Why? Because God's coming quickly after that. When He makes it to that place where He's standing in the holy place, where He's standing in the rebuilt temple, calling Himself God, when that happens... He said, buddy, you better run, because this is fixing to get nasty. Now, and let him that is in the field not turn back again for to take up his garment. But, whoa, now here we go, listen carefully. This is what I was talking about the other day, you hear this? This is why I preach against having children in these days and time we live in. Not only this, but what they're going to have to endure. Have you watched the news? Look what they're being raised in. Look at what they're going to be in. It was hard enough. It was hard enough in the past 20, 30 years with the lawlessness and godlessness. Taking the God out of schools and prayer out of schools and taking the Ten Commandments off the walls of everywhere. Putting up temples of Lucifer and all that kind of stuff. And Luc- Luc- uh, 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 Luciferianism. And who was it just declared them as a... As a sovereign religion, somebody in, in in Congress or somebody just passed a big deal for them, and they're they're now they're a, a big time religion, and they're five hundred one c three, and they're and they're getting all these perks and everything that everybody else gets. Somebody just passed they just passed a law concerning it. Yeah, uh huh, yep yeah. wish uh, uh, that? And uh, I believe witchcraft too, but I, I know it's Luciferianism. Anyway, okay, the church of Lucifer. Okay, but woe to them that are with child. Woe to them that are with child. It's not just little babies, but children. Children are gonna to have to endure this stuff too. Woe to them that woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. This is why. Now, now listen carefully. This is why these kind of things right here are the reasons that God gave us this particular information. But as I said before, don't get caught up in this stuff so much that you forget the main message. This is not the main message right here. What's the title of this message? As I talked to somebody recently concerning all this end-time prophecy stuff, it's fine, well, and good. And I like going through this stuff because it tells us kind of where we're at and kind of lets us know things, you know, that's coming and all that kind of stuff keeps fresh in our memory. But even Satan can even use this stuff right here. Because as I asked you before, why do people seek a sign so they can know what time he's coming? So they don't have to worry about getting ready. And when you're praying, God really put this on my mind yesterday, big time, strongly put this on my mind. And He said, look, don't forget the purpose of preaching. You need to warn my people to get ready. Because they'll get their eyes on the end, and Satan wants that. He wants them looking at the end. But the Word of God and the Lord wants them looking at this minute. Because you ain't promised tomorrow. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. But let me tell you something, church. You better get your eyes right there in front of you where you're at. You better make sure you're ready for you take another step. Quit looking at the end. You're pressing toward that mark. That don't mean you're going to make that mark. You better be ready to meet Him before you breathe your next breath. Because it may be your last. And all these people that are focusing so intently on end-time prophecy, they get caught up in that mess. And they get caught up in the finding the exact time when He's coming and this and that. Oh, He can't come yet because that's got to still happen. This has got to still happen. That's got to still happen. And so that just gives them a time for a hiatus. That's exactly what it is. It's a false sense of security. And then he got you know who cares about all that stuff when it's going to happen? What what matters is when it's going to happen for you. And we're, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but we're going I'm going to remind you about that throughout this message because that is the message. Okay, now and pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. For in those days shall be affliction, such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created, unto this time neither shall be. You need to get a picture of that right there. Okay. Because let me tell you, that right there scares me. If there's anything in the Word of God that's scary... That needs to be one of them right there. That right there is scary right there. Because I can imagine in my mind what some of these people went through that's been tortured to death and everything in the Fox's Book of Martyrs. If you've not ever read that, you need to read that book. You need to read that book. You can get it online. You can get it anywhere. Fox's Book of the Martyrs. You can find it anywhere. A lot of those Bible apps that you have, have that book in it. But you need to read it. It'll rock your socks off. I'm gonna tell you, it'll it'll blow your mind. Some of the things that them people went through. Took them, skin them alive, rolled them in glass. I mean, it's just it, it's some of them stretched them, you know, and stretched them and stretched them and things like them. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Some of the things that these people endured. What was that? Yeah, it was Catholic Church. Catholic Church that did that absolutely oh they don't want you hearing that man fox was buddy I mean, he was one of the guys that was uh, he was all about the uh, the catholic church and all that stuff and then he started realizing what they were doing and and man they started they started with him and he kept note he kept records on all the people they tortured and, buddy it's horrific it's horrific some of the things that they did to people i can't even imagine it it's just unbelievable and now Now, the torture methods are so far advanced from that time. A million times over. They know now more about how the mind works and how the pain centers work and how to inflict pain on you without even touching you. Pain that hurts you like a thousand times more than anything that's ever been endured in this world. Period. I mean, it can just... Anything, oh, just anything. This is absolutely just, they can just go so far beyond your imagination now. And in those days of affliction, so this right here, if, if, I want you to turn your Bibles to this right here and underline this Scripture in that Bible. So you have it hard underwritten in that Bible. Maybe already underlined in it, but if it's not, it needs to be underlined in that Bible. Absolutely.